away. Huberto walks in, makes a move, and he scores! Jonathan Huberto! And he scores! Alexander Markov! What a move! He's giving the Panthers the lead once again! Welcome to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. Here are your hosts, Jamison Olive and Doug Plakins. Hello, welcome into Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers, presented as always by our friends at Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Doug Plagans here with you as always, joined by Jamison Olive. And as advertised, Jamison threw this out on social media yesterday. As advertised, not special guest, but elevated to special correspondent because she's been on the show so many times from Fox Sports Florida, Jessica Blaylock. Thanks for stopping by today. I think this is my third upgrade when it comes to my title. So I'm very excited about seeing what some of the privileges are as a team member, because when I was a special correspondent, I got a per diem for clothing and I believe I had someone come and pick me up in a limo. Well, now you get your own company car. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Even though awesome. We can't go anywhere right now, but you have the company but car. But I do have ownership. It's in the garage. Okay, perfect. It's there if you need it. <laughs> Territory Talk, as always, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, FloridaPanthers.com slash Territory Talk, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. It's obviously a Wednesday at the time of this recording. And uh, right now, the season on pause. Jameson, how have you been uh, keeping yourself occupied? Uh, just watching clips, watching a lot of old clips, uh, playing fans on PlayStation and NHL 20. I'm five and one right now. I'm very proud of that. Uh, doing some, <laughs> doing some giveaways. Uh, keep, you know, keep it tuned to Twitter at Jameson Coop every now and then I'll do some giveaways. I gave away a signed Sergey Bobrovsky puck the other day to a, the one fan that beat me. So congratulations to him. And I'll be doing that, you know, uh, every, every couple days here, you know, just trying to, trying to keep fans interested, trying to keep, you know, Panthers hockey at the forefront. Got a lot of articles still on and FloridaPanthers.com. Yep. New content there. Pretty much every day during all of this so that's good I did the the top goals from the season so far the other day fun to look back at all those so uh keeping busy reading some books reading uh, Lord of the Rings again uh watching movies TV playing some Pokemon you know I'm just uh, doing doing what I can and uh, the content will keep flowing as Jameson mentioned he's gonna have a lot going up at floridapanthers.com you can always engage all three of us on Twitter we'll throw our handles out in a moment at Doug Plagans for me at Jameson Coop at Jess Blaylock so you can uh find us on on Twitter uh, and all the different platforms there. But uh, again, um, we hope everybody's staying safe out there and uh, and we hope everybody is uh, is making, uh, I guess, just making it through here and, uh, and making the most of uh, of the time here. And uh, while we're while we're on this pause. But uh, but Jess, what about yourself? I think this is the cleanest my house has ever been. I'm talking <laughs> about vacuuming baseboards. Uh, I also clean the baseboards. I don't yeah, know what it is about this time, but it seems like satisfying. you look you finally notice the baseboards now. They're getting some love. I finally cleaned out some clothes in my closet. I've been meaning to do that for about seven years. So it was good to finally get to that. Um, been spending a lot of time with the pups. And the pups are here, just so everyone knows. They're the on just in studio. Lemon, would you like to say anything? No. Lemon has declined to make a comment. <laughs> uh, it is in her contract that if she says a word, she gets paid per word. So it is probably for the best. She doesn't speak to media on Wednesdays. Quiet. <laughs> yeah, she goes dark on Wednesdays. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, and like you mentioned, Jameson, kind of rewatching old clips and stuff like that. Uh, the other day, the NHL Network was showing a playoff game between the Bruins and the Maple Leafs, that epic game seven of the first round of the playoffs in 2013. So I watched that. Then I watched uh, Roberto Luongo and the Vancouver Canucks. Nice. <laughs> in game seven of the 2011 Stanley Cup Finals against the Boston Bruins. And it was Tim like a Thomas. Bruins marathon? It really seemed to be because it was a lot of Bruins-based games. And then I watched the 2011 Bruins Stanley Cup Championship video. Are you like, a Bruins I, fan now? What is this? I literally need hockey in my life right now. But and not Bruins if, hockey. <laughs> even if it's just splashing back to games from past years, uh, then I will Then I will take it. I've got some old Marlins games still on the DVR, so I may run through a couple of those just for fun. And, and so the thing, you saw our old pal uh, Sean Thornton hoist the cup? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so... Good memory to look back on for him. I'm a delayed sure, congratulations but. to him. Yeah, congratulations, Thorny. <laughs> 2011. <laughs> you you what also a ride. at the time of this pause for for everyone. It seemed like within a span of a, a day or two, all the leagues went on pause. You were still half in hockey. You were at spring training as well. You were right. right. You were right down the middle. Right. Well, it's it's crazy because. I mean, it, it feels like so long ago, but it was really just a week and a half ago where I was at spring training on a Monday. We had a Panthers home game on a Tuesday. I was at spring training on a Wednesday. We had a Panthers home game on a Thursday. I took Friday off just to have a day to kind of recover a little bit. And then Saturday we had a Panthers home game. And now it's just kind of question mark. Question mark. Yeah, this this kind of waiting period, this hiatus from everything. Um, so, yeah, it, w- it was a little nuts to go from, all right, this day I'm going up to spring training, starting to mentally prepare myself for opening day, still balancing, you know, going to hockey practice, keeping myself around the team, knowing I still have a couple games left for the Panthers. So um, when everything kind of came to a halt, it came to a grinding halt. Um, but yeah, it's everyone understands at, at the end of the day, though, when you step back and you look at the bigger picture, public health, public safety, you know, we'll always have sports and we will eventually come back. get back Everything, to yeah. sports. Mm-hmm. But right now it really is about focusing on the bigger picture and what's most important at the end of the day. And that's everyone staying healthy. And I feel like the one kind of silver lining out of all this for yourself, uh, this free time is for a while now, you've been talking about learning either French or Finnish to talk to <laughs> either Huberto or Barkov. And I don't know if you can learn it all in a couple weeks here. But I've got some time. But <laughs> definitely but, got If you were going to do one, though, would it be French for Huberto or would it be Finnish for Barky? Well, here's the thing. I at least already have a basis of French because I took two semesters of French Mm -hmm. in college. And I've always, yes, I've got, I've got that foundation. And uh, je pense la française est très jolie. I've always thought that French is very beautiful. How, how great would that be, though? You come out, I know, after oh sorry, gosh, you, you come back, you, you strut in the locker room, you go up to Hoobie, and you just start going off. Well, French I've this, told French him that. for the past, like, two or three years, I literally, I'm really good at making empty promises. <laughs> um, so I've literally told Huberto, like, every season that during the off season, I'm going to learn how to speak French fluently, and I'm going to come back, and we're going to do a full interview in French. I also make the same empty promise to the Marlins players, and I tell them that during the off season. 
where I'm going to learn Spanish and I'm going to come back and we're going to do interviews in Spanish the next baseball season. They've kept the receipts and now it's time. It's time to now, collect. My what is the line from Top Gun? My ego has been writing checks that my body can't cash yes. or my body has been writing checks that my ego can't cash. Something like two. that. I can't yes, remember. It's close enough. But it is time. Yes. Yeah, it, it is time for those. I fire up Duolingo. <laughs> go at it. I've been I've been opening up a lot of baseball cards. As Twitter knows. Yes. yes. Twitter's been uh, following along. At Doug Plagans, you can see some of that. Um, and, and can we get a live opening with Craig Minervini? Because he seems to be all about that idea. And George, I would yeah. watch that. So Craig, George Richardson, or George Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> we, it's been so long since we've seen George Richards. We're just that, making up people. Who, who was that Richards, guy that we used to see? <laughs> apologies. George Richards. <laughs> Uh, he also said that he would be, uh, he would just, he'd be ready. Name the time and the place. I know Jameson, you'd, you'd be, uh, I'd happy be to hop on and, uh, and I could film for could, you guys. We could, we'd give you something to open, <laughs> but I know we, we, we've one really good fan question we want to get to. And like we said, we're probably going to have a, a couple weeks of this. It looks like, uh, so we'll be, you know, coming up with new things to do every week here on territory talk. We'll be here every Wednesday. Like we said, content still coming at floridapanthers.com. Uh, Doug has a couple things he wants to talk about as well. It's coming on the radio, things like that. But yep. I just have one, I want to do kind of a fun question every week and i had one question i had i didn't you know tell doug or just about this before because i wanted you know oh fresh surprise answers. element, Ooh, surprise element. Surprise well, by, by the way territory talk presented by baptist health the official sports medicine provider of the florida panthers and jameson olive is set to deliver a surprise it's it's it's, it's an old-fashioned question so we this hear all the time not in the show like it is that i received it is the desert island scenario oh. but we're, we're putting the panthers in there if you were stuck on a desert island and you could only have three florida panthers with you current florida panthers okay who would they be? Now, I'm going to go first because I'm going to give you guys some time to think here. So, like I said, this is a surprise. Uh, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about this. I, I had a 20-minute drive over here, and I really I really went through it in my head. So, first and foremost, I'm taking Mike Matheson. Because if there's one guy <laughs> that's going to figure out how to get us off the island. 100%. It is Mike Matheson. Hey, you saw how important the professor was. In he is the professor yes. in this scenario. He, I, I'm sure fans know, just listening to him on interviews and whatnot, he's a smart guy, and he's going to get us off that island. It might take a couple days, but I want him there because the moment we get there, he's getting to work. You know, he's he's looking at reeds and branches, you know, checking the wind, figuring everything out. He can probably read the stars, too. He looks like a guy that can probably read the stars, which will help navigating yeah. ourselves through the seas Definitely. once we get off. Um, number two, Mark Pesek. I, I, I need to keep the mood light. That's a great yeah. call. It's a stressful time. That I need, is an excellent I need to keep call. the mood light. And I also, he'll also, you know, I feel like he'll, he'd also be a good assistant to Mike Matheson. But at the same time, we need to have some laughs while we're stuck on the island. So I got Mike Matheson. I got Mark Pesek. And then the last one was a difficult one. Because, like, we got, you know, 20-plus guys here to choose from. Right. But the other one, he, you know, just, you know, was just starting to get healthy again. So I think he'll be good to, you know, you know get off the island with us is Brian Boyle. Because I feel like I need a guy that's six six two forty five, just in case anything happens right. on the island. You know, no, nothing on the island's messing with us. You know, even the smoke monster from he Lost. He wears many hats, including bodyguards. Yes, he he would protect us. He could also help maybe chop down some trees that we need to build a raft. So I, I feel like I got the smart guy. I feel like I got the big physical kind of presence and the wild card, Mark Pissick, because the hybrid. He can do he can do anything, even in a desert island scenario. <laughs> I feel like so that is my crew, and I feel like we could probably get off that island within within a week. I yeah. think. Um, let's see. For me, um, I think Mike Matheson's going to be on all three. <laughs> he's he's the free space in this. You know what? I am not so concerned about getting off the island as I am about having a good time while we're stuck on the island. Oh, so 
I am going to go first with Keith Yandel. Okay. Because it's very similar to Mark Pesek. Keith Yandel is one of the funniest guys in that dressing room. Always has a good line. He'd have a lot of Always. island humor ready to oh, go. He'd have like 50 I mean, coconut jokes right totally, off the bat. Totally. So I'm first and foremost taking Keith Yandel uh, to make sure that I, at least while I'm stuck on this island, am laughing my face off. Um you think I'm going to not take Alexander Barkov? Are you kidding me? Come on. That was like an automatic. I mean, you knew that Barky's coming with me on the island. So right now it's me, Yandel, Barkov. And I will go Jonathan Huberto so I can practice my French. Gives me something that I can work on. I like it. There's a lot of points. You're bringing a lot of points with you. A lot of point producers to the island. Yeah. Yeah, A learning experience while you're all. That's three former all-stars there, too. Well, four if you include me. (laughs) (laughs) So for me, Mike Matheson, for the reasons that Jamison laid out right off the top, um, I'm going to say... You know, a guy who over the course of his career has has seen it all and is incredibly calm, Chris Drieger. We had him on Territory yeah. Talk and he has he'd be one of those guys that he'd be unfazed. Things would just you know, good, bad, indifferent, he would all right, well We'll handle it. We'll all be, everything will be fine. Just everything will be fine. And I think it's important to have, uh, it's important. You need to have a steadying that. presence on yes, the island. Yes. So, uh, so I think, uh, and he's a, and he's a funny guy and a nice guy. So, uh, you know, I'm sure we'd have some, some good conversation out there. And, uh, you know, that leaves one more spot available. Um, you, you got to have a captain to get the ship back. I'll, we'll have Alexander Barkov on the island. You know who I can okay. see being really good like stranded on an island. This is all of a sudden me thinking more about this. Brett Connolly strikes me as that guy who would know, you know how what? to like chop he's down a tree he's from with way up no axe. In, uh, in British Columbia. He'd be the guy that can grab the fish out of the ocean and automatically know how to debone it before you cook it. He would know how to like build a hut out of. He'd also be the best at telling the story about what happened on the island. Oh my god, He's gosh. a good storyteller. Brett Connolly may actually be a really, really good, a good option. So, I think we got some good options yeah, out here. I think so too. But thank you all for participating in that. That was fun. And that's the thing is, like, if you're listening to this, like we said on Twitter, you have our Twitter handles. Uh, if there's any kind of this or that's or would you, would you rather? Is any of these fun things that you want us to talk about? You know, for the next couple weeks here, just tweet it to us. Let us know. We'll knock it out on the show here. We'll we'll have a good time with it. At Doug Plagans, at Jameson Coop, at Jess Blaylock. You can always reach us on Twitter. So be sure to uh, fire away your questions for next week because we're going to have new material coming each and every Wednesday as we always do. Do right here on Territory Talk. You want to get to the uh, the next question here, and it comes to us via Twitter from at the Avery Brooks. Something I know that we all enjoy touching on. But how did each of you work your way into the sports industry? Like to hear each of your stories. Maybe some advice today. Would love to uh, be a Panther someday. He says so. Uh, Avery, the Avery Brooks on Twitter. We thank you very much for uh, for chiming in. We thank you very much for the question and. Uh, I guess uh, to lead it off, uh, you know, we keep we seem to be going in this pattern. Jameson, you want to you want to take it first?
first. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll keep these somewhat short because I know the the story of this our could lives. This get long. The story it, of our yes. lives. So we'll try to keep this this pretty short. Um, studied English at school. Got out. You know, worked in insurance for a little bit. Did, you know, marketing a little bit. Um, then I started just covering the Panthers for fun. Started writing more for fun because it's 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 funny how when you leave school you, you write so much in school, but when you leave, unless you get a job in writing, you just stop writing. You know, for a while. So I just was trying to you know trying to get back into it. You know, get that you know passion back for it. Uh, you know, had the opportunity to start covering the Panthers for you know blogging about the Panthers, uh, and through that you know made some good connections. Got to know everyone in the press box, people that work for the team, and it was actually uh, Aaron Brown who writes currently for the Athletic uh, Miami along with George Richards. Uh, she was working George for. I Richardson. believe it's George Richardson. George Richardson's, <laughs> George Rehards Bukarts, as we love to call him. Um, she was uh, working for Fox Sports Florida at the time, and then she uh, had to leave the position to go get back into teaching at the University of Miami. And uh, she was like, "Hey, you know, I know you. You, I like what you do. Do you want to interview for this job?" And I said, "Yeah, sure." So I went to Fox Sports Florida, interview for the job. And what people need to understand, especially if you're trying to get into the, the reporting side of broadcasting, is it's you know opportunities are fleeting, but when there's an opportunity there, you have to take it. And mm-hmm. basically. Uh, when they're trying to fill spots in the sports industry, especially in the, in the written part, there's not a long, drawn-out interview process because you need someone today. You always need someone today. You can't leave you know positions vacant too long. So I got there. The guy interviewed me. Uh, you know, was like, "Can you do this job?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "Great, you're gonna do it." So I uh, showed up to Fox Sports Florida. You know, did a lot of editing on the on the desk while also covering the Panthers part time. Uh, and then you know, he came into the office and he said, "Hey, can you cover the Dolphins?" And I said, "Sure, I'm a Dolphins expert. I know everything about the Dolphins. Obviously, I, I hadn't followed the Dolphins for a couple of years, so I spent that whole you know." 24 hours becoming a Dolphins expert um, went out and then I started covering the Panthers and the Dolphins then did a little bit of Marlins while also doing the death so basically you just keep picking up things uh, until you really carve out a role for yourself and uh, that's you know advice I always give when kids come to BB&T Center is never say no to an opportunity when you're you know climbing the ladder because you can't stress that enough if yeah, you if you sure. the first time you say no you become a guy that says no and if you know an opportunity comes up and they're starting to think of people to ask they'll be like oh well, that guy already he's not going to want to do it because he already turned on that other thing so just make your self-accessible, you know, be a go-getter, things like that is always good advice I can give. But then once Fox Sports Florida cleaned house and all the regionals at Fox got rid of the writers, um, the Panthers obviously needed more coverage. They needed a writer. So I hopped on with them freelancing for a couple of years uh, while also doing uh, getting back to marketing a bit and some uh, some things like that for a local physician. Um, and then Panthers had an opportunity to bring me on full time about three years ago. And then I hopped on board that and I've been doing that ever since. And here I am uh, on the podcast. Uh, so I've uh, been covering the Panthers now for probably about seven, eight years. Love every moment of it. And um, that's the journey right there for me. So the, the best advice I could say is, you know, keep your nose to the grind sound. You know, always keep your eyes open for opportunities and, you know, never say no. Never be afraid to be thrown into a situation. Maybe you're not uncomfortable. Well, you're going to you know, hear some common You're going to learn. You're going to learn, you're yeah, gonna learn a lot that way. through all three of our stories, uh, you're going to hear no, some no, common pass, themes. No, no, I'm passing the, 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 the talking keep, stick to, uh, to Jess Blaylock here. To quote the BC boys, pass the mic? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, if you ask all of my friends, one of my strong suits is taking a story that could be told in about two minutes and stretching it out to about 30. So I will do my best to keep this uh, short and sweet because I feel like I could tell a super lengthy story Story on my experience and how I got into the business. But for me, very lucky. I always knew what I wanted to do, always knew that I wanted to be a sports reporter. So I went to the University of Florida having declared journalism as a major and already knowing I was going to take the opportunity to cover whatever sports I could in any volunteer capacity I could. 
had an opportunity my sophomore year to work for ESPN as um, a utility, literally carrying camera cables behind a cameraman on a sideline of an NFL game. Made some contacts with ESPN, worked for them all throughout college, uh, doing either utility work or as a runner, just basically being a gopher, getting anything done they needed. Got a job straight out of college behind the scenes with ESPN, spent about five years doing that, working on a college football and college basketball show. My crew was amazing to me, very supportive of knowing I wanted to be on camera and they would shoot basically practice things for me when we were on the road at different college football games. And so I... Uh, put that all together with my crew's help on a DVD, sent it to a bunch of different places. And Fox Sports Florida was the only company that responded. Um, they brought me in for an interview, put me on as a trial assignment Um high school basketball state finals. I worked back-to-back weekends, first the boys' tournament, then the girls' tournament. A month later, uh, they assigned me to working um, NBA games for the Orlando Magic. And it, it was all very whirlwind looking back, just kind of how things happened. And I, I realize every day how incredibly lucky, how incredibly blessed I was that my path unfolded the way that it did. Um and then once I got my job doing on-air work, I, I would cover a handful of games for Fox Sports Florida for the NBA. At the same time, I also started working for a sports talk radio station in Jacksonville. And that kind of comes back to the whole take whatever opportunity you can. Like Jameson mentioned, I would have never envisioned working in radio, but it was one of the best decisions that I could have ever made because it helped me develop so much as a reporter because I had the opportunity to cover the Jaguars for them. So I was in the locker room a couple times a week uh, doing post-game interviews, things like that. Um, I learned how to just sit and talk on a show. Um, you learn how to kind of fill time. You learn how to discuss not just one sport in particular, but multiple sports. Um, and then just throughout the years, Fox Sports Florida has been incredibly good to me. My um, executive producers, my coordinating producers, everyone at Fox Sports Florida has always had my back, always looked for opportunities for me. And I've now been with... Fox Sports Florida for almost 10 years, which is crazy to think about. Five years of covering the NBA and now the last five years, obviously covering baseball and hockey. And it has been more than I could have ever hoped for when I look back on the years of wondering, you know, what would this job maybe look like down the road? Would I ever have an opportunity to do this job? So it's been awesome. But yeah, just some of the things, you know, hard work, throw yourself into learning whatever it is you're covering. When I started covering the Panthers, I had... <laughs> that was Chester, by the way. He's live in studio. Um, when I started covering the Panthers, I had I had watched hockey for a few years, but I didn't know the sport left, like, you know, left and right, up and down, inside, outside. You really do have to throw yourself into it and don't be afraid to ask questions and don't don't be afraid to you know, really, really embrace learning and always being willing to learn no matter how long you're covering something. I truly believe, you know, I remember talking to Martin Prado. He was one of my first interviews with the Marlins. And he said that once you feel like you've mastered the game of baseball, it'll find a way to humble you. 
And I just think that's true in anything in life. It's a good right? life lesson. Like yeah. if anytime you think Some you've mastered wisdom. something, it will find a way to humble you. So always know there's something you can work at getting better at and um, just continue to work hard to be the best at whatever it is that you're doing. So a few common themes that you've heard pop up, and I'm going to highlight them real quick before I get to get to my part here. But as Jameson said, the making the most of opportunities when they come up, as Jess pointed to, you have to always be learning. You've never you've never really mastered it. And I think you could almost take that approach into any line of work. Uh, you know, you always want to be trying to get better every single day. But um, as, as both mentioned, you, you want to make sure that you're making the most of opportunities. Sometimes you have to go out and create your own opportunity. And I think another one just going to touch on early on too is also don't forget that you yourself are a part of your resume just how you how you treat people how you are around people yeah if you're good if you're nice to work with people want to work with you you know you don't don't forget that it's not just you know whatever's written on a paper you're you are a part of your resume you're your biggest you're what people see when the first time they meet you and that first you know first impressions go a long way and and all those things you've heard a million times but just always remember that you know be somebody that people want to work with as well. And something to bookmark also away from this topic that just came up and I thought of could be an interesting one uh, for all of us, whether it's on this episode or a future one, all of who a trivia question, all of our first one-on-one interviews working with the Panthers. I remember who mine was. Me too. Mine was Drew Shore. Oh, we're going to go. We're going to dive right into it right now. Well, it's, we won't tell the story. We'll just go quickly around. But uh, Drew Shore, yes. Rookie season for him. Sean Thornton. Erica Branson. I'll tell him that. He'll love that. And Erica Branson was mine. We got a couple couple tough guys there for you yeah. guys. Good interviews, though. Both great. of them. Both great. Great yeah. interviews. You had a good time with Drew Shore. So those were the, uh, well, there's the answers to the question. We can elaborate. Maybe we'll, I could even find it. We could play it. I don't know. We, I might have it. Someplace. I'll be happy to tell my story about interviewing Sean Thornton, why I chose him and how encouraging it was that he was the first guy that I talked to in that Panthers. I think room. also next episode, we should also go through the worst interviews we've ever had. Maybe not, don't call out the players specifically, but just kind of maybe Oh my some, gosh, I have an amazing I, story I knew you though a couple. of my worst on-camera hit. Yeah, so we'll just go through a, so a couple good. of those that maybe went off the rails Forgettable moments. Because people, people do forget that, you know, we're talking to people all day, every day, and they're not always perfect, and sometimes things get well, and that we're lost not in translation. Right? Exactly. We're human too, and we make mistakes in what we do, but I've always said one of the toughest parts of this job, I don't have a hard job. I love what I do, but one of the toughest parts is when I make a mistake, I make mistakes in front of an audience, and that is tough, you know, but we, I love I'm, that we've just totally skipped over Doug. No, we're going back to Doug. It, 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 in one second here, but I will say, you know, stay tuned. Look forward to next week. We're going through the mistakes next week. That's oh going to be gosh, the mistake be episode. So good. It's I mean, gonna be good. things when you're on the air, things happen. Things come up. Sometimes you can control it. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes you just lose your train of thought. Like anything can happen live. When you're live yep. On TV, live on radio, wherever you are. You never know what could happen. You have to, in the back of your mind, be prepared for when things go sideways a little bit. And then Speak, speaking of going off the rails, let's get back on the rails yes. now. Here we're going to bring it back to where uh, we're going to bring the, it back to where we started. Story of Doug Plagans. Story of Doug Plagans. How long do we have? The so 
I always wanted to do what I'm doing right now. Um, I guess if we just want to take it right back to some of my earliest memories uh, in life growing up in the Detroit area where Dave Strader doing play by play on Red Wings games on TV. And so I can hear I can hear Dave's voice just still to this day, um, you know, calling just the tone of his voice, calling hockey games. I think he's one of the best. He, you know, he's he was one of the best of all time. And uh, anyway, I just from a really young age what I'm doing right now was, was what I wanted to do. So fast forward, when I went to college, uh, Lake Forest College, small school just outside Chicago. That's Lake Forest, not Lake Wake Forest. Forest. Yes. I Lake. thought Doug went to Wake Forest for the first like three or four years. Not I a demon him. deacon. <laughs> Lake Forest College, Lake Forest, Illinois, just about a half an hour north of Chicago, right on, uh, right on Lake Michigan. So that's where I went to school. They had a campus radio station and they have the only NCAA hockey team in the state of Illinois. So it with the campus radio station i started doing stuff on the campus radio station when i was a freshman i got in and i was just you know doing a shift uh every week playing ska and punk music and you know working sports broadcasts on uh on lake forest college radio and the guy who actually did the football and hockey play-by-play before me who i worked with i was his color commentator brian ray is now the uh pre post intermission host for Dallas stars broadcasts on TV. Um, and when Brian graduated, I took over everything from him. So by the time I was done with my undergrad, I had two seasons of hockey and football play by play experience on our campus radio station. And the great thing about it was, you know, it was a student station. Um, I said, you know, we, we did play by play. So they said, here's the equipment, have at it, go on the road with the team and, you know, do your thing. And so I was able to just learn on the fly that way. And then when I graduated from my undergrad, I went to Syracuse. It was a 14 month master's program in broadcast journalism. And while when I was at Syracuse, I interned for the Syracuse crunch in the American hockey league. Uh, Bob McElligot was the broadcaster for the crunch at the time. He's now the radio voice of the blue jackets. He's been there for about a decade now. And I learned, learned a ton working with him and did just, just cut a lot of, um, did a lot of mock play by play stuff that wasn't even on the air. You know, in the beginning of the season, he said, just go down and, you know, call the game into a recorder and he would, uh, you know, listen to, listen to excerpts from it and tell me how I was doing. And as the season went on, um, a big opportunity came up. It would have been February. Bob got called up to fill in, in Columbus, for a weekend. Um, so the crunch needed somebody to do their, you know, do their game. And it was a TV game. And my buddy, Nate Lull, who's worked in radio for a long time was, um, you know, also an intern with me and they needed somebody to do the game on TV and somebody to do the game on radio. So, um, they threw me on TV solo. They threw Nate on radio solo and everybody was really happy with what we did. So a lot more opportunities came out from that. But because of that season and interning with the crunch and because of the, I guess, a lot of the specialized um, training I was able to get through my program at Syracuse, um, I was able to put together a, a pretty decent demo reel. And when the program ended, it would have been August of 08. And by mid September of 08, very late in the off season, the Idaho Steelheads uh, posted an opening for a play by play announcer. So I applied. I was fortunate enough to get hired. It was a quick turnaround and I was moving to Boise, Idaho, sight unseen. 
um, at near the end of September 2008. You'd never visited Boise, Idaho before that? <laughs> never been there. No. This is shocking. <laughs> I had been to Boise, Idaho, by the way, with college football. The that blue, was, the, the blue yeah, turf. Yeah, that was a very cool thing, getting to work some of those games, going to it's college football cities I would have abs- never made it to otherwise. Absolutely beautiful part of the country. And uh, it was a great place to start my career. So it was the Idaho Steelheads and the ECHL. That's where I was for uh, from 08 to 11. I did a little stint as a TV sports anchor in there um, in Youngstown, Ohio. And then I did four seasons with the now Cleveland Monsters. At the time, they were the Lake Erie Monsters in the American Hockey League in Cleveland. Um, And when I was there, I also did arena football for the Cleveland Gladiators for all four years, which was a lot of fun and something that I, you know, it wasn't there when I when I moved to Cleveland and when I got the job. But uh, while I was there, um, the company uh, took on the Cleveland Gladiators, became a part of our of our Cavaliers family when I was there. And uh, and I was asked if it would be something I'd be interested in broadcasting. And it worked out well because hockey would go right into the spring when arena football started. So um, did that all year round. And August of 2015 was when I uh, was fortunate enough to get the opportunity with the Panthers. And it's been every bit the dream come true that I hoped it would be. And actually, just to elaborate on that, I was I was standing on the sidelines at our arena football team's practice facility in Cleveland. Um, well, actually, the practice facility is in Lorain, Ohio, about 40 minutes outside of Cleveland or was. And I was scrolling Twitter and I saw that Randy Moeller was moving over to TV. And the first thing I thought of was, wow, Randy's been doing the radio for a long time. He's moving over to TV. I wonder if there's going to be uh, a radio opening. Sure enough, it was posted and uh, I applied. And like I said, I was fortunate enough to get the opportunity. And it's an opportunity that uh, I'm thankful for every single day. So um, that's kind of my my history there in a, in a, in a nutshell. But... As Jess and Jameson both said over the over the course of, you know, everything, first of all, I think sometimes the best, maybe also the craziest thing about our industry, about whether it's sports media, sports media, is the fact that there's no set path. Everybody's path everyone is has different. a different story. Everybody you you could take you could take me and the 30 other radio broadcasters in the National Hockey League and everybody had a different path to getting there. Now there are a lot of guys that I know from working in the American Hockey League and guys that I know from working in the ECHL, but everybody's path was different and everybody was in different places longer and and just there was a lot of different movement and on the same note you have to make the most of every single opportunity you can't expect that opportunities are always just going to fall into your lap and you sometimes sometimes learning what you don't like is just as important as learning what you do like, especially when you're still in that part where you're you're a student and you're looking for internships and things like that. Um, you know, you want to make the most of every opportunity. You want to just take every opportunity that you can, because, again, you might find something that you didn't know anything about that you absolutely love. You might go into something that you think is exactly what you want to do. And then when you go and do it, you realize maybe it's not totally for you. So you want to always be just just looking at everything and making the most of everything and um, just seeing what's out there. So that's, like I said, kind of the, the long and short. Jess and I are so. just sitting here not, nodding in approval silently yeah. this whole yeah. time. It's like, mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like Doug's a, got it. You're like a little Buddha over there with all your wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> but Avery, thank you. That was, that was a yeah, great question. Yeah, it was question. a great question. Yeah, it's, something, it's something that I, I think 
we all really enjoy talking about because, uh, you know, when I, I mentioned a few names in there, whether it was people that were, you know, mentors or people who were peers of mine. And you can learn a lot from everybody, but there, you know, there are certain people along the way that, uh, that really, I know, I'm sure all of us could point to certain people that really were instrumental or influential for us along the way. And you, when you get to a point, you want to be able to kind of give that same information or share that same information with, with paid the, forward, the future of the yep. uh, industry, if you will. So, um, so yeah, great question. So, uh, at the Avery Brooks on, uh, on Twitter, thanks very much for that. Territory Talk is always presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. So a lot of uh, great stuff that we're able to cover today. And uh, and it was really cool to be able to share some of those stories. And we can't hit it home enough while we're in this uh, this you know period right now where we're on hold here. You can always find us on Twitter. There's going to be new stuff coming out, whether it's through the Panthers main account at FLA Panthers or from you know me at Doug Plagans, Jameson at Jameson Coob. You can find Jess at Jess Blake. Lots of uh, stuff will be showing up on Twitter and you can always give us ideas for future Territory Talk episodes here. Uh, Each and every Wednesday, we'll have new material coming your way. But uh, there's lots of great stuff coming out. FloridaPanthers.com. Jameson already mentioned there's going to be a lot coming up there. Um, Coming up tomorrow at the time of this recording. So Thursday night will be the first one. We're going to do a little bit of a Panthers rewind on uh, 560 The Joe. So you can tune in uh, 560 The Joe, the radio.com app. Seven o'clock on Thursday, that is tomorrow. We're going to start going back through some of the biggest and best Panthers games of the season. And the first one we're going to run with uh, tomorrow is that game back on January 12th when the Panthers played the Leafs. And it was the first meeting of the season for the Panthers and the Leafs. Every time the Panthers have played Toronto this season, it's been the biggest game of the season for each team. And this was the first meeting. And the Panthers were the home team. They won it 8-4. to four. Jonathan uh, Spoilers, Huberto. what are you doing? I know! I was wondering <laughs> oh, I mean, what was going to happen in that one. Well, I'm just talking about why this one was <laughs> so big. <laughs> Jonathan Huberto became the Panthers all-time leading scorer that night. He so, did? Yes. Oh, man. Who did so, the post-game interview for Fox Sports Florida? Uh, at Jess Blaylock <laughs> on Twitter. Nice. Nice. I can't wait to see that. I bet she does great. I don't know. Purchase is just okay. <laughs> so so that's uh, that's coming up um, 560 the Joe tomorrow. So uh, Thursday night, we're recording this on a Wednesday. So 560 the Joe, seven o'clock. I'm going to come on about seven o'clock. We're going to set things up. We're going to put it all in perspective. We're going to talk about why that was a big game. I'm going to have some guests coming up during the intermissions. I'm going to do an intermission uh, report for the first and second intermissions. And then we're going to have a post game wrap up as well. So um, just uh, just something you can you can flip on uh, tomorrow and uh, and check that out it's going to be fun to to review some of the uh, biggest moments of the season so that's coming up tomorrow also want to mention that uh fox panthers, sports florida. Yeah, panthers and fox sports florida going to be running back some of the uh, best games of the season as well and the first one of those will be coming up on sunday night at eight o'clock and the first one that they'll be taking a look at is the panthers at the avalanche back on october 30th the panthers i don't want to know what happened they came back don't and won. tell me yes don't spoil i this want one. to be 
surprised. <laughs> I was there. Roberto was instrumental I was in that too. one as well. I was there. I was, I was in there. Colorado, but I, I, I forgot by now. I, I, I don't want to know. It's a fun. That's a fun one myself. to watch. You'll you'll uh, enjoy uh, enjoy watching that one. So Sunday night, eight o'clock. So we're gonna make sure that on the TV and radio sides that we're going back and playing back some of the biggest games of the season. So we'll have uh, we'll have a lot of fun there. So be sure to check that out. The radio first radio look back will be tomorrow night. That's Thursday, seven o'clock. And the first one on the TV side will be Sunday at eight o'clock. And there'll be one Tuesday at eight o'clock as well. That's going to be the November 12th Panthers comeback overtime win in Boston, five, uh, four, they won that one in a shootout. So you want to make sure you catch that one as well. So lots of fun to, uh, to be had there looking back at some of the biggest games of the season. And that's about it for us here on this week's edition of territory. Talk. I'm really looking forward to, to next week's bad interview episode. Oh, man. Cause I think we all have some pretty good stories. Oh man. Yeah. You Stay won't want to miss that. <laughs> mark your calendars <laughs> that'll be next week every wednesday new episodes of territory talk the official podcast of the panthers presented by baptist health the official sports medicine provider of the florida panthers want to say thanks everybody for tuning in today and again uh, we hope everybody's staying safe out there and uh, and we will uh, help you in any way we can get through this uh, this little stretch here while we're while we're on pause so again new episodes of territory talk each and every Wednesday. We thank you very much for making it a part of your day today. Uh, be sure to check back. We'll have lots more coming and you can always find us on Twitter as well at Doug Plagans, at Jamison Coop, at Jess Blaylock. And speaking of Jess Blaylock, Jess, thanks very much for stopping by today and uh, and being our special correspondent. No longer a special guest. You were promoted a long time ago, so special correspondent. Well, if you need me tomorrow or the next day <laughs> or the next day, or maybe the day after that, I'm also available. So please. Jess does birthday please. parties. She broadcasts birthday parties if anyone <laughs> needs her. So for for uh, Jameson Olive, for Jess Blaylock, I'm Doug Plagans. We thank you very much for stopping by, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. For all your Panthers news and information, follow FLA Panthers on Twitter.